Hello, and welcome to Fins Up Ramley, the podcast for Rams and Dolphins fans. On today's edition, we will break down all of the week three games and updated playoff picture from, from the first three weeks of the NFL season. We will have in-depth breakdowns between the Rams and the Dolphins and talk about which teams, 0-3 or 3-0, are surprising us the most and least, as well as rookie quarterbacks, why are they all bad? Join us this week on another Fins Up Ramley podcast. Hello guys, welcome back to the Fins Up Ramley podcast. As always, I am your host, Andy, joined by fellow Ram fan, uh, Mr. Ram himself, Ashton. Mm-hmm. Ram fan Ashton, as I'm known on uh, Rams Twitter, I'm happy to be here with you, Andy. We love watching NFL, and uh, let's just get into it, Andy. This has been a wild NFL season so far. Uh, we are starting it off on week three, but I can tell you, Andy, um, there has not been a lack of drama going into the season, and even less coming out through three weeks. Andy, uh, let's go ahead and go through a quick breakdown of some of the week three games and highlights from those games. Yep, Ashton, we start uh, Thursday night football. Panthers, you know, they're playing the Texans. Not very hard, challenging there, 24-9. to However, they do lose J.C. Horn. We'll get to him in a second as we talk about the Panthers. But a win is a win. It's uh, the Texans team that, you know, they look better than the normal this year, but still not a uh, – let's say top uh, 15 team in the league. So Panthers moved to 3-0. Chargers upsetting the Chiefs in Arrowhead, 30-24. to Cardinals keep rolling this season, winning against Jacksonville, 31-19. Browns destroying the Bears, 26-6. A lot of sacks in that game. We'll get to that in a little bit. Bills manhandling the, the football team, 43-21. Titans beating the Colts, 25-16. Saints beating the Patriots in Gillette. That's a good win for them. Uh, Falcons beating the Giants. Weird uh, season for the Giants so far. Uh, so, But Falcons get that field goal win uh, in New York. Bengals beating the Steelers pretty handily, 24-10. Ravens uh, with a historic field goal victory over the Lions. Broncos decimating the Jets, shutout 26-0. Raiders beating my Dolphins in overtime, 31-28. Your Rams... Uh, the score doesn't doesn't do the game justice. Pretty much controlling the entire entirety of the game against the Bucks, thirty four twenty four Vikings beating the Seahawks, thirty seventeen Packers barely beating the 49ers in a very very fun game to watch, thirty twenty eight. And finally tonight, wrapping up on Monday Night Football, Cowboys decimate the Eagles as that offense is cooking. Ashton, any of those games really strike you as a, a topic of discussion before we kind of get started? Uh, I, I would say, Andy, there, there are a lot of good games, a few surprisers in there. The Lions really put in, though, let's say, uh, a great job against the Ravens. To be honest, the Ravens did not deserve to win that game. Um, the Lions gave them hell the entire match. Uh, the Ra- You could say the Ravens' defense did a solid job of containing what's been a lackluster or you could say above average offense up to this point, but really they kind of stuck in there. Uh, the Ravens offense was porous. Uh, you could say the Lions had a really good day on defense, kind of containing Lamar as much as you can contain Lamar on any given Sunday. Uh, but really good job by the Lions. It was kind of a heartbreaker. And I know, um, I don't think you watched it. I was watching that game live, and it was kind of surreal to see Justin Tucker make that 66-yard <laughs> record field goal. Crazy. Uh, one of the greatest kickers to ever do it. Um, Baltimore's going to really miss him when he's gone because he definitely saved their butt this game. Yeah, Ashton, definitely two uh, game scores that kind of jump out to me. You look at the Bears, you look at the Steelers. Both teams are down bad for different reasons. Bears we'll get to in just a second, uh, mostly coaching, <laughs> to be fair. But the Steelers, man, Big Ben looks bad, Ashton. And to lose by 14 at home against the Bengals, which I I mean, let's be, the Bengals have a good offense, but let's be real, their defense isn't stellar at times. Their offensive line is not the best, but – they got weapons, but the Steelers, with all their weapons, 
can't do it with anything. Big Ben just seems like he can't throw the ball past 20 yards. That decline that a lot of us thought were going to happen definitely has happened this year drastically. And it seems like the Steelers, honestly, at this point, is the question of, can we see Dwayne Haskins maybe step in? Is he going to do a better job? Because it looks like, I mean, what we're seeing from Big Ben, it can't really get much worse. No, I, I definitely agree. The Steelers shouldn't have lost that game to the Bengals. I mean, all credit to the Bengals. I think they have a solid offensive group on that team. Uh, Zach Taylor has left a lot to be desired coaching-wise up to this point. I know like it was a hot take last year. I had the Bengals making the wild card, and I'm – I'm not saying it'll happen this year, but I could have been a year too early. I think they really have a good, solid crew around their own offense. Their defense, though, is uh, – I just think it's lackluster. Uh, when, when you look at how they, they handled the Steelers fine, but I think that says more about the Steelers, Andy, than it does the Bengals' defense. Um, maybe you'll disagree with me there, but like you said, Big Ben is um, not looking great, and they didn't really face, let's say, a top 10 defensive unit today, or not today, Sunday. So um, when the Steelers are going to really struggle against great defenses, uh, really struggle, and it's kind of weird. I don't know. Week one's always weird, and I always say that every week one you should try to ignore weird games, like the Steelers upsetting the Bills. Um, I think that was a fluke win by the Steelers. I still think the Bills have a lot of holes in their game, but, Andy, it's it's going to be a tough road for Steelers if they continue on this offensive uh, trajectory. 100%, 100%. Um, let's go ahead and kind of get down the breakdown of these games, kind of some quick points that we saw throughout the NFL. You already mentioned this once, Ashton. Justin Tucker is the goat of all goats with, with kicking. I mean, it's ridiculous. He had a 66-yard record-breaking NFL field goal to get the Ravens a win against a scrappy, scrappy Lions team that has put a lot of teams on notice that, like, if you're, you, don't, you don't put a lot of effort – and you don't take the Lions seriously, they can win a game. It's going to take something like a record-breaking kick to beat them. So uh, props, hats off to uh, you know Campbell so far. The Lions don't have the best roster, but he is making that roster play hard. Uh, you can give him the credit there. But, man, the Ravens, I- I'm not going to look too much into that um, almost loss to the Lions because they're coming off of a huge win against the Chiefs, Ashton, a team that Lamar Jackson has and the Ravens have struggled to beat, haven't beat, until then, finally got that chip off their shoulder, that kryptonite being vanquished, if you will. But man, you know, you didn't, they almost lost the game because let's. I don't think they really were taking the Lions that seriously. But kudos to Justin Tucker. Deserve his leg should be cut off after he retires and frozen and put in into the Hall of Fame because he is the man at that kicking position. And props off to him. Yeah, so we'll keep on going. Uh, as you mentioned, the Chiefs are one and two after Week Three, Andy. After losing to the Chargers, a really good game. Um, Mahomes had a terrible first quarter, and you kind of saw that, Andy, uh, leading to a pretty rough loss. And not pretty rough; it was a close loss. But Chargers kind of got the job done. Uh, they needed a win going out of Week Three. But right now, the Texans have a higher seed than the Chiefs. And if you would have told me that three weeks ago, Andy, that in week three, the Texans would be doing better than Chiefs, I would call you a crazy man. (laughs) Um, Washington football team uh, starting off slow. uh, You know, their defense is just struggling, Andy. They are 0-3. I... I don't know what to make of how badly the football team has started, but they are in the NFC East, which means they are not out of the playoff race this early, definitely. And then uh, Panthers being a surprise. J.C. Horn being a great rookie. He did get hurt in this Week 3 matchup. That could cause problems. And they traded for C.J. Henderson, which um, clearly they needed backup in that cornerback position. Now, hopefully they see um, 
like my Rams, see if they can make something of a Jacksonville cornerback. And Jacksonville getting a running back out of that trade, or no, a tight end, Dan Arnold, and I believe a fifth-round pick. Uh, so interesting trade. I think it's a good move on the Panthers to build depth after a bad injury to one of their uh, premier first-round picks. Yeah, uh, actually, let me break down those three points you made just really quick. Uh, first, let's talk about the Chiefs. Um, we saw the past two weeks the classic Chiefs comeback being thwarted in a way. So two weeks ago, we have the Ravens, right? That that was a primetime matchup. Great, great game uh, if you're watching it. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumbles the ball first time in his career as they were going in field goal range to win the game. So the comeback of the Chiefs were stopped. That's the first time. Next week against the Chargers, same thing happens. You have the Chiefs trying to make a comeback in that fourth quarter against the Chargers. And, you know, props to the Chargers defense. They buckled down. That's two games so far, Ashton, that last year they w- that they would have won off these comebacks that they lost. That's 0-2. Now, the Chiefs are a great team, but they've always been, at least last season for sure, a team that loves to start off slow and have Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey cook up in the fourth, third and fourth quarters and come back. We saw that a couple years ago in the playoffs versus the Texans when they were down so bad and still won. We saw that throughout the season last season. But if those games don't go in their favor and their defenses of the NFL can find a way to stop them like we've seen so far through the first three weeks, the Chiefs might lose a lot more games than, than anyone thought. And they're already one and two. Obviously, they're, I think they're going <laughs> to... Uh, turn the ship. They don't have the hardest of uh, conferences, uh, divisions. So I think they're going to be okay. Now with the Washington football team, Ash, and their, their defense is bad. Uh, they are 1-2. and two. They, they somehow won a game against an 0-3 Giants team. So that's not, you know, oh, yeah, anything, yeah. They're not anything to be happy about. But they're getting outscored by 25 points, a negative 25-point differential. But the problem is, is they've given up 92 points through three games. Over 30 points a game with a defense that was top five last year. What is happening? Ron Rivera is known for his defenses, yet this team has looked bad all year. They got to fix it if they want to try to win this division. It's really honestly down between them, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. I do not think the Giants are going to have much of a say this year. As much as it pains me, Daniel Jones just doesn't look good. Saquon Barkley hasn't woken up like I thought he has, but... The football team needs to change their defense if they want a chance. And finally, Ash and the Panthers, I know before the preseason and we did our our, our, our uh, division breakdowns, the Panthers, me and you, were both high on. We thought they were a very, very interesting team that could squeak into the playoffs. And I think they're, they're as of right now, exceeding our expectations, right? They're 3-0. J.C. Horn, even though he has a season-ending in, injury, and that, that pains me to see, is playing like the best corner, uh, rookie cornerback in the league like I thought he would be. This season, I mean, I think PFF gave him a top four cornerback coverage rate in the NFL, not just rookie in the NFL. So he's doing great, but he gets hurt. But props to the Panthers, props to Matt Rowe, props to the front office for going out and getting a cornerback to come in while he's hurt to replace him. CJ Henderson, they give up Dan Arnold, like you said, and it was an actual actually a third round pick, but still a solid value for CJ Henderson. that I think that mm-hmm. the Panthers are going to get a lot of value out of. And this Panthers team could go far because they do have the Falcons that they have to play. Yeah, they're they're playing the win, or they're making moves to win, and I like when a front office does that. Of course, I'm a Rams fan. I'm used to aggressive front office, and I think more teams should take that approach, that win-now approach, and you're 3-0. and um, You haven't done that in a few years as a franchise, so why not try to double down? And when you lose a premier cornerback, try to get another one or at least take a shot on someone. Because if you just sit there, I mean, Tampa Bay loses this week, uh, weekend, so you have an opening in your division that you could take, and all you have to do is beat Tampa Bay once and uh, not look back. So it, definitely opportunity there, Andy. I think they're a promising team, as we mentioned preseason. 
So, Andy, let's go into our playoff picture for the NFL according to week three. Of course, it's week three. It's very early. Some teams warm up, as Tampa Bay proved last year. Other teams stay warm and stay dominant. So, I believe last year, every team that went 3-0 did make the playoffs. Uh, the Bears did prove to test that notion very close up to the end of the season. <laughs> so yeah. it, it definitely isn't a for sure, like I would say possibility, but it makes it more likely and kind of shows you which teams are kind of cream of the crop early first half of the season. Uh, in the AFC, we have the number one seed being the Raiders, uh, number two seed being the Bengals and number three seed being the Titans. That is such a weird one, two, three. Really weird. Um, then Bills come in fourth, Broncos fifth, Chargers sixth, and the Ravens sneaking in in that last playoff spot. I never thought I would have to say the Ravens sneaking in while also mentioning the Broncos and Bengals in the same sentence for playoffs. Yeah, the AFC, it's 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 a complicated division. Um, the Raiders are looking a lot better than anyone thought, honestly. Uh, I think... It, time will tell. It's still the Raiders. If, if, yeah, it's time will tell if this 3-0 team is an actual 3-0 team. They saw some cracks in the team when they played the Dolphins this weekend, you know, squeaking out a win in overtime. Um, but, you know, they're going to have to play the Chiefs. They're going to have to win a game against the Chiefs. They're going to have to play a Broncos team that defensively, at least, has looked fantastic. They're going to have to, uh, you know, get a win there. they got to play the Chargers as well. So they got some tough competition and a very tough, tough uh, yeah. division, actually, they, where... They- Literally, the Chiefs are the last place team, which is something I wouldn't think. And as of now, out looking in for the playoffs. Yeah, I definitely uh, think the Raiders, they're the team that closely reminds me of the Bears from last year. Um, Ooh, yeah. that's, that's a little, that's, come on. I, they're not the Bears. I, I'm not saying they're the Bears, but they kind of remind me of like that 3-0 team that I'm not completely sold on yet. Now, if they're at 5-0, and um, especially with the teams they played, I don't think they'll be like the Bears, but they still have a few more games to prove to me that like I can take them seriously because John Gruden has choked a lot of games, and it's like he's had good rosters. I think this is a good roster. Um, but can John Gruden coach in, you know, in this decade? Can he prove to be a like be able to beat some of the good coaches that have won recently? And I don't know that yet. So moving on to the NFC, Andy, number one seed going to my Rams uh, off of an impressive win against the Buccaneers, the world champs. Uh, Panthers coming in second, a really good showing by them throughout three weeks. And I think Sam Darnold has proven you right that Adam Gase is the worst coach of all time, at least recently. (laughs) Uh, Definitely. uh, Green Bay Packers pulling off a very improbable comeback win against the 49ers. Congrats to the Packers for that really good win. Uh, And plus they helped us out uh cowboys pulling off a win against the eagles i don't know how impressive that is andy but it's the cowboys and they will think they won the (laughs) they will think they won the super bowl every week if they're winning so uh that's good good for them uh cardinals fifth buccaneers sixth, and the 49ers sneak in in that seventh seed at two and one so the nfc looking very very tough andy when you have a three no team fifth so it's um very competitive division also yeah um uh it's hard to get some of these teams right buccaneers get a loss but that was a very close game it, it was sorry it wasn't a close game with the rams but it's the rams the rams are really a tough team and the buccaneers still are a good team 49ers had a really close game with the packers um out of those teams i mean it's tough to say what the Cowboys are yet. I mean, they look really good against the Eagles with 40, 41 points being put up for them on their offensive side of the ball. But I think the question more is Mike McCarthy's game management is terrible and their defense is still needing to improve if they want to be a serious contender. And But they're in the easiest division in football. Uh, they need to 
use that to our advantage and just dominate that division, especially in a year where the Washington football team look like they don't know what they're doing. The Giants are not like where me and you thought they were going to be, and the Eagles still need some work. Yeah, it's it's looking like it's going to be the Cowboys' division to lose, really. And, you know, they somehow did it last year, so I wouldn't be surprised that they lost it again. Uh, this division hasn't had a repeat winner, I believe, Andy, since like 2004. So it's a wild division. It's been very in- unstable. So we'll see. Um, Andy, let's go ahead and break down your Dolphins versus the Raiders, which ended in an overtime oh, loss. Uh, Andy, this was a interesting game. I thought you guys played good on both sides of the ball at points and played terrible on both sides of the ball at points. It was a very mixed bag of a game for both you guys and the Raiders. Yeah, so this is... I don't want to be one of those fans of a team that is very negative, but what I've seen from the Dolphins so far, it makes it hard not to, Ashton. So, as you guys know, we lost the game in overtime 31-28. to We had chances to win the game didn't have it. I mean, a lot of our fans are wanting to call that it was the ref's fault. Too many bad calls, controversial calls. But at the end of the day, was it pass interference? I don't know. But that shouldn't matter because games should not be decided based on, on the referees when you have chances to score before that. Now, props to the Raiders. They won the game. But man, Ashton, the Dolphins have some serious problems, and especially that offensive line. It is one of, if not the worst, offensive line in the game. Tua has broken ribs because he got sacked like three times in a row on a drive, almost, it felt like. Awful, just consistently getting hit and getting hit on his blind side as well. Defensively, we're decent. I know I know we got creamed by the Bills 30 for 5 to nothing. That's more on the offense never being able to do anything than those on the, on the defense because we had turnovers in that game. We can we have now 25 straight games with turnovers I believe as we got an interception against Carr. So the next best team has 9 I believe. So it's our defense is doing stuff. The offense has a problem. Offensive line is terrible. Jacoby Brissett Threw 49 times, Ashton, and barely had 200 yards to show for it. That's like four. That's like four yards a pass. Miles Gaskin ran 13 times for 65 yards. That's not bad. That's over three yards a carry. But our offensive coordinators aren't letting him run the ball more. He had 13 attempts this week, five last week, nine against the Patriots. That's 27 through three weeks. That's awful. That's nine carries a week on average. For your star running back. That's bad. I don't know how, Ashton. We have two, two offensive coordinators, yet neither one of them has a single ounce of creativity on the offensive side of the ball. We're 1-2. and two. We should be 0-3, and, and that's the truth. That Patriots game, we squeaked out a win. Barely. We should be 0-3. We have looked bad offensively. Can't move the ball. Can't score. Don't even get field goals. Getting shut out against the Bills twice. Well, not twice, once. And then getting creamed again last season. Only the last week of the season. You can't lose both times in blowouts when you played them recently. Like You have to change your scheme against them or something. It's bad, Ashen. And our schedule the next two weeks isn't any better. We play at home against the Colts. The Colts aren't. A team to take lightly. They almost beat your Rams, Ashton, when Carson Wentz was healthy. I don't know if Carson Wentz is going to be fully back for our game. But that doesn't matter. Because do I trust our offense to, to be able to score on that Colts defense? I don't know. I truly don't. I don't know what to tell you. And then the next week, two weeks from, from uh, yesterday, we play at Tampa Bay. No way the team that I'm seeing on the field right now can beat, beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you're sitting here, and it's very reasonable to say we're 1-4. and four in two weeks time looking really bad looking two or three or even four games out of first place in the AFC East and it's going to have to struggle the rest of the season 
to even make a wild card spot. Brian Flores needs to figure it out. We got to go get a win, or we're going to have to answer some questions. And I'm not saying Tua is is fantastic. He's not the problem right now. You got to get the offensive line some help. It's you got to give him some help with fixing the offensive line. And I don't know what it's going to take. Some trades, some signings. I don't know. But something has to be done because this team right now on the field offensively is second to last, I believe, in the NFL just behind the Bears. And that is saying something. It's 30th in offense. Yeah, I was going to say, watching parts of that game, Andy, um, I just could tell your offense was so plain. And um, it really caused it a struggle. And Jacoby Prissett isn't the worst QB in the world. He is a little vanilla himself, but he can throw a decent deep ball. And you saw that at times. He can throw a decent, accurate ball. He can make, like, different plays with his uh, legs. But you got to give him help. And you got to not just – you can't lay a game on Jacoby Prissett and expect the win unless your defense is playing, like, legendary, like, up to, what, the 86 Bears. Like, you have to have a crazy defense to win games like that. And yep. this Dolphins defense isn't that right now. Um, it Could it become that? Possibly. Like, you guys have a good track record with that. But um, I, w- I was looking through, Andy, and I found it interesting. What Flores, this is the third season they have started um, with two or more losses in a row and it looks like uh september is not your guys's month uh under flores um he struggles in this month and you guys always pick it up later in the season but the problem with that andy as you know is you're always having to be perfect down the stretch you cannot drop a single game you're supposed to win yeah last season ashton i know this better than than anyone we we started off lost to the patriots lost to the seahawks we picked up some wins here and there. 49ers was, was I, I'm not going to say an upset now with the injuries they had, but you know we were going good. But we lost to the Broncos, and that killed us. And we missed the playoffs at 10-6 and six because we, we lost to the Broncos. And that's the problem with Brian Flores starting so so slow, is if you're if you're down one and four or even one, two and three, you're climbing. You're not you're not you're not the top dog. You're not the Rams, right? The Rams just have, we'll talk in a second, they just got to control the rest of the season. Control. We have to climb, and it's it's a problem, and Flores has to figure out how to start off better because starting off bad can kick teams out of playoffs before they even have a chance to make it. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be a problem for the rest of the season, and hopefully they can turn it around. I think the Colts are definitely a beatable team for you guys. I know you said it was like uh, they almost beat the Rams. The Rams donated seven points, and they were really in control of that game at that point in time. And a they gave seven points to the Colts, and the second they did that, or we just easily scored and kind of put the game away. But um, let's move on to the Rams, Andy. Um, yeah, uh, so the game starts off slow. Stafford struggles. Um, to be honest, Andy – the Buccaneers' defense wasn't doing anything. Stafford had a few very bad throws, and our receivers had a few very bad drops. Um, we ended up having, I believe, three dri- or two drives in a row where we three and out the Buccaneers, and, of course, the Rams have two three and outs themselves. It was looking like more of a defensive game, if you want to call that. And then the Rams kind of open up the floodgates, have a really good drive. And after that, I believe it's three straight touchdown drives and uh, six drives of straight scoring from the Rams. So um, as you alluded to, this game was really in control, probably early third. And it got to the point where the Rams even turned down kicking a field goal just to let the Bucks go and drive. And a lot of people will make the misunderstanding that, yeah, Tom Brady got 400 yards. He must have been carving up the defense. And this kind of irritated me, this narrative that Brady carved up the Rams' defense. No, the Rams basically said, if you want to throw eight-yard hook passes 
and spend six minutes driving down the field, you won't have any time to ever do a comeback. And Sean McVay, there's a reason why he's 40-0 and at halftime. It's because he's incredibly smart, and he doesn't risk, and he doesn't get greedy. Sean McVay does not care about having a 50-burger. He cares about having a W. And I love that about him. He knows how to finish out games. And uh, he did that, and it was a relatively comfortable game. It was a very complete game. Our defense, when it was a close game, if you look at those drives, they played incredibly hard, very well. Uh, Some spots to work on, some bad tackling and stuff, I will definitely admit. But overall, Andy, a very solid game by Stafford. Four TDs, 27 to 38, 343 yards. Um, Stafford has had career highs and completion percentage yards per attempt and passer rating in the last three weeks. McVeigh looks in love and Stafford is outpacing Kurt Warner's 2001 start of his legendary season ending with an MVP and Super Bowl win. Um, the Rams snap the Bucks 30 point per game streak and snap their 10 game win streak. So a very impressive feat by the Rams this week. Of course, it's only week three. Um, I will take the W, a very solid one. And really, Andy, um, as a fan, you can't ask for a better win against a really good team. Uh, you really can't. A total package here. And I'm I'm saying, Andy, um, both me and you really like the trade. We both said that Stafford was the best free agent QB that was realis- realistically tradable for, um, barring uh, Watson and... Uh, Aaron Rodgers, which we didn't re- didn't know if he would be traded or not, but I think uh, both me and you were right. Uh, Stafford looks to be all that uh, was uh, wanted in L.A. for uh, McVay. Oh yeah, Ashton. When me and you went, and I don't know how many of you listeners at at home, me and Ashton flew out to L.A for week one uh, for the first game in SoFi first regular season game in SoFi is the Rams just decimated the, the bears and the offensive just ease. And I know it's the bears and they have a lot of problems, but it's still the NFL and any kind of just, when you just carve up an offense, like nothing, like it's nothing like, like a hot knife straight out of the flames into a, a, a stick of butter. That's what it's like f- the, at times for this offense you have cooper cup who was having an insane year where St- all stafford has to do is throw to him 30 yards down the field and oh he he'll turn that into 60 because he's cooper cup you have a decent to solid tight end and higby who will get those first down conversions robert woods is good enough uh long range oh yeah you also have uh in like a fourth or fifth option deshaun jackson who just randomly <laughs> week three decided let me go get a 70 yard touchdown uh pass he should have had so three he he had two that were missed by stafford so it's ridiculous yeah. just like how easy it is for stafford right i mean stafford has always been a good quarterback now he's got good line good receivers a good play calling coach that will toss it deep whenever he wants and seems like pretty much they have no no trouble doing it defensively they're basically on pace for the team that was there last year um so like the rams truly for me and i i don't see how anyone can disagree still after what we've seen the rams are the team to beat and not just in the nfc but the nfl they are in control of their destiny. They have the full package. They have a top five defense, and it's looking like a top five offense with a top five coach. Like, I don't see what more you could want. So this is a team that, barring any more injuries outside of Cam Akers, it should be a Super Bowl caliber team. We'll see. I know it's only week three, and let's not, like, overreact. But 3-0 and wins against the Bucks, the Colts, and the Bears. I wouldn't – the Bears are the only easy, easy win – Rams are going to be a good team. It's going to be a hard team to beat. I'm glad the Dolphins don't face them this year because we beat you last year, but this isn't golf. This isn't the golf Rams. Yeah, Andy, and a lot of people don't realize, especially with the Bears and Bucks, the Rams could have scored more if they wanted to. They eventually in the fourth quarter decided to take the dub, and the Buccaneers were so nicely enough to have 
a six, seven minute drive in the fourth quarter for no reason. Because, you know, if you're not throwing it down the field, trying to score instant touchdowns to try to get back in the game, then you conceded the game. Um, And, you know, when you have the reigning Super Bowl champs only scoring 14 late into the third quarter, you've done something right. Um, It really just... Like I said, as a fan, I can't ask for more. I I agree with you. I think they're top dog right now just because of how good their offense and defense is. Their special teams does need work. Um, That's something that I hope they work on. Um, We almost had a onside kick recovered, and it's almost something every game where our special teams has a disastrous play. And that's not good. And I always remember, a lot of people don't know this, but I think in 2011, the Chargers had number one offense and number one defense in the entire league, and they missed the playoffs. And that's because of special teams, historic special teams blunders. And I don't think the Rams will fall to that, but I definitely think that's something you want to pay attention to as a really good team. And, you know, going down the stretch, the Rams still have to play the NFC West. That's a difficult division to get wins in. And they have really good coaches in that division. But McVay got what he wanted. He got the QB he wanted. And we'll see how it works out. And so far, it's been pretty good. The last thing I'll say about the Rams before moving on, you said, like, you look at the NFC West opponents, you know, the Seahawks have always been kind of the – they would split games against them. It, it felt like you guys would go tit for tat, if you will. But this Seahawks defense is bad, action. Yeah. Really pretty bad. bad. And you think that they're going to be able to stop Stafford and the boys? I don't think so. So I don't think the Seahawks are going to give you much trouble this year. But let's move on as we're already getting uh, pretty far into this podcast. Let's move on really quick. Uh, call it kind of like they're uh, – we're going to go through – Our rapid best. five. Rapid five. So – First up, best 0-3 team. The uh, options are the Lions, the Jets, the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Colts. So, Ashton, out of those five, who is your best 0-3 team? I would say out of those three, Andy, um, I would say Colts. I believe in their coaching staff the most, their defense the most, and I think they had a rough first three games against three good teams. Uh, but I think they'll bounce back. Um, I, I, I do think they'll lose against your Dolphins. But after that, I think they go into an easier stretch of games. I agree with you, Ashton. Talent-wise, Colts are number one. They're going to pick up some games. They're going to they're gonna turn around later in the season. But if, if we want to say which 0-3 t- or true, which true 0-3 team um, is the best, I'm actually going to go with the Lions, Ashton. I, I think they're very, very scrappy. They're giving every single team they play for the most part around for their money. Uh, they came back on the 49ers and like made that a game. Should have honestly beat the Ravens, if not for that ridiculously long record-breaking kick. I like the Lions a lot. They're going to pick off some of these these wins that you don't expect, and they're kind of remind me of uh, Miami two years ago when we were 5-11, and 11 and we picked off some wins, mm-hmm. and looked, you know everyone thought we were going to be terrible, but turned out to be decent, like below average, but I, I definitely expect that Lions v. Rams game, Andy, to be a close game, actually. I think Goff is going to be angry that game, <laughs> very angry. And Stafford, I think, will be um, not angry, but I think he'll be energetic to show that the Rams made the right move. Um, let's go to fakest 3-0 and o team. Andy, who you got? Hmm. Looking at the list, fakest 3-0. I'm going to go with the Broncos, and I might get some hate from the Broncos fans, but, like, let's not forget who you beat. Mm-hmm. You beat three straight 0-3 teams. You beat the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Jets. Ooh. Now, kudos to you. You shut out the Jets. But, again, it's Zach Wilson, and we'll talk about the rookie quarterbacks. Ooh. You faced two of them. Yeah. Sorry, Broncos fans. I love your defense, and I like the things you're doing, but how much can I really trust you when you haven't played a single-person team who's won a single game? Mm. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, it's very close between the Raiders, Raiders and Broncos. As I said, I don't trust John Gruden 
that much, but I would say I have as much trust issues with John Green as I do Vic Banjo. And I think he has a great defense every year, or like at least a top 15 defense, but their offense has like been sputters. And you can say they've been really good on offense. And like I sit next to a Broncos fan at work and he's like, number one offense, number one offense. And he, Again, as Andy said, you haven't faced the best, and he's kidding. He knows they they faced a cupcake schedule. So if there is a team that could end up being like the Bears, it definitely could be the Broncos. Most surprising team uh, so far, Ashton. The I guess you can pick any team, but the options I I have listed: Broncos, Raiders, Panthers, Cowboys, Bengals, and Texans. And for me. Personally, I'm going to go with the Panthers. I mean, I knew they were going to be an interesting team. I didn't think they were going to be 3-0 and with wins against the Saints. Um, realize the Panthers are doing. Matt Rule is looking like he made the transition from college to NFL really, really seamlessly. Joe Brady is a, is a guru over there. They keep winning with that trade for C.J. Henderson. Hate that they lost J.C. Horn, but I like the Panthers. Even if they don't, can't consistently keep this up. They seem so far to be the most surprisingly positive team uh, in the NFL. I would actually say um, for how competitive their games have been, and they they could, not easily, but they could have been 3-0 Texans. Um, I expected this Texans team, Andy, to be hot garbage. We both did. And, you know, we were wrong. Uh, This Texans team has more fight in them than the Lions team. And it's really, really impressive how the coach and the players have really taken to that underdog mentality. And they've really performed. Um, It kind of sucks that their main QB got hurt and they had to put in uh, Mills. I really think they probably would have ended up winning that game possibly against the Browns. Um, It's just kind of sucks their QB got hurt, but really um, impressive stuff by Texans. Yeah, 100%. So last segment today on the Fins Up Randley podcast, rookie quarterbacks, why are they all crap? I'm going to list the five major players, rookie quarterbacks, and their stats so far. So let's run through this. Zach Wilson of the New York Jets, 0-3 record, 58 of 105 passing, 55% completion percentage for 628 yards, two touchdowns to seven picks, a 51.6 QBR, sacked a healthy 15 times in three games. Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall draft pick, 64 for 118 with a lovely 54% completion rate, 689 yards, five tutties to seven picks, a 60.3 QBR, sacked only five times. Not terrible through three games. Mac Jones of the Patriots, one and two record, 81 and 120. 67.5% 67.5% completion percentage, not bad for, for Mackey. 737 yards, two touchdowns, three picks, a 79.1 QBR, not bad, not great, sacked six times. Justin Fields had his first, I believe his first start was last, this Sunday, Ashton. Um, 14 for 35, 40% completion rate, 138 yards, no touchdowns, a pick, sacked a whopping 11 times in one single game <laughs> and then davis mills filling in for tyrod taylor hasn't won a game yet he's 0-2 since becoming a starter i think he came in in relief so he's technically only 0-1 as a starter um 27 for 46 58.7 percentage a completion 270 yards two touchdowns to a pick so the only quarterback with a positive touchdown to pick ratio sacked five times so ashton mac jones looks the best but he's in a patriot system where all he has to do is do check downs and short slants not going to be hard. The rest of them look bad. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, number one pick, looks awful with seven picks. Zach Wilson looks even worse with only two touchdowns to seven picks, both barely at 60 or under with QBR. Wilson's been sacked three more times than Lawrence, though, so keep that in mind. And don't even get me started on Justin Fields. I feel bad for the kid. I really, really do. Either Matt Nagy wants him to be to just to fail or Matt Nagy doesn't understand football, and either way, he should be fired because <laughs> allowing your rookie quarterback and a mobile RPO kind of guy like Justin Fields to be sacked a whopping 11 
times. I don't even know what the record is for most QB sacks in the game. I want to say it was that. I mean, how do you do that? You're terribly hurting this quarterback field and his confidence. So when you look at these five rookie quarterbacks and Davis Mills is looking like the best of the three so far, yeah, you got a problem. And he was taken in the second round. Yes. Or second or third why, round. Yeah. Why are all these quarterbacks failing so hard? I mean, last year we had Justin Herbert come out and ball. Burrow was balling before his injury. And Tua looked okay to above average at best during his tenure, even though he didn't start all the games. Why? How come the top tw- first-round quarterbacks in the fields, Jones, Lawrence, and Wilson, the majority of them have looked pretty bad what's going on ash and why why are these rookie quarterbacks failing so hard this year where they just didn't last and year? before all the 49er fans are like oh look at lance he has touchdowns and hasn't it's like he's been in trick plays it's calm down he hasn't really started we'll see when he starts a full game how he does and his stats then but his stats right now have been like as gadget plays right so looking into the ones that have really started I would say, Andy, a big part of it is course offense, you know, O-line. When you're getting sacked 11 times in a single game, you're not going to be completing a lot of balls. I'm going to tell you that right now. And <laughs> you're, you're not going to be doing much that game. Um, it, to be honest, 40% 138 yards is pretty impressive for getting sacked 11 times in the game. That's telling me you're dropping back in even worse situations where it's obvious passing down. And you're, it's just, uh, I, I feel bad for Fields. I think Lawrence has probably played the most average of them, but still is making very bad decisions. I think a lot of it, the offensive scheme is just not good in Jacksonville. Um, Wilson, it's the Jets. The Jets are going to Jets. And I was, I had really positive opinions about Robert Sala from going from the 49ers to the Jets, but it's not working so far. And he doesn't seem like he has improved the team at all so it's question if that was a good choice to go there and you know Mac Jones you could say is out of all the ones I actually think he's looked the best um given with what he has to work with um you know some questionable judgments but he's had has the most tape of all the ones and I think he'll probably end up being the best at the end of the year if uh, they can't get Fields any protection. I still think Fields is the best out of all of them right now. Um, Him or Lance. Uh, Lance will probably end up having the better year once he starts. But uh, I feel bad for Fields if he can stay healthy. Because at that rate, (laughs) what, Andy, if he starts like the other 14 games – you're talking about like 60 plus sacks. That's ridiculous. Now, see, I get your point with the offensive line. I do. But I do want to bring attention to Joe Burrow's season before he got hurt, right? He played 10 games with the Bengals. They didn't win a lot of games. Their offensive line was really, really, really bad. However, he still looked good. He had a 65% completion percentage, threw for almost 3,000 yards, 13 touchdowns, only five picks. Yet he got sacked 32 times in 10 games. That's three a game, right? That's about what some of these guys are doing. So why my biggest question is, right, Joe Burrow was the, num- was the number one pick. And he looked, even with a terrible offensive line, he was doing better things than someone like Trevor Lawrence. And I get that the Jaguars' offensive line is bad, but – they have weapons on the offensive side of the ball, right? They got DJ Chark. They got uh, uh, Marvin Jones. They have uh, James Robinson to, to throw the ball to. Like They have a decent receiving core. So I think more of the problem is not just the offensive lines. I think for the first time, well, not first time, but compared to last year, these quarter, a lot of these quarterbacks aren't in schemes and especially coaching positions that are doing them any favor favors, right? Zach Wilson, brand new head coach with a historically bad Jets team in the past two decades. And we'll see in that. Trevor Lawrence with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is a complete failure in the in the NFL, and I guarantee you he will be gone after this year. 
because he's not going to like losing. And you're seeing that with Trevor Lawrence being forced to put that team on his back and throw and just throw the ball. Mac Jones is in a lot better position. He's with Bill Belichick in the Patriots system that all you need in that system is a accurate, accurate quarterback, right? Tom Brady, never the biggest, strongest arm in the room. He was always the smartest and best, most accurate quarterback in the room. And that's what made Brady so good and still is so good. And it fit that Belichick system. You see Mac Jones being able to transition a lot better. Yet, he's playing good, not great. He needs to cut down on some of those turnovers. And then Justin Fields, what are you going to do when your coach doesn't ever give you protection, doesn't let you be who you are, and allows you to get sacked 11 times in a single game? Like, what these quarterbacks... None of them outside of, like I said, maybe Mac Jones and Trey Lance, if we'll see him start at all later in the year, are put in good positions to succeed like Herbert was last year and Burrow was last year. So we're seeing that and having these the top two quarterbacks drafted a combined 0-6 with a combined 14 picks. Yep, yep. Bad bad situations. We'll see and we'll kind of track how that develops. Andy, um, overall, a wild week three. I don't think um, if you look beforehand, anyone could have predicted the exact standings. Um, I think this will be a more unpredictable season. Uh, continuing on, a lot of different things to keep track of. But, you know, we'll we'll keep on following it and keep on putting out podcasts. I want to thank everyone for listening. Please like and subscribe and leave a comment on any of our uh, rapid five questions. Just tell us what you guys think. And, yeah, we'll continue breaking down Rams and Dolphins games, and uh, we'll see how both teams end the season. Yep. Thank you guys again for watching, for listening. Um, if you're a Rams or a Dolphins fan in particular, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Follow Ashton on Twitter at, at RamFanAshton. He posts a lot of Rams all the time. So you will find something you like there. Thank you again, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Let's get ready for some football. And I'll see you guys. We'll see you guys in the next video.